You are Locked On Women's Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm here with Skyler Diggins, all-world basketball player for the Dallas Wings. And a uh, place I'd love to start, Skyler, is uh, your work as a WBCA panelist. It's part of a larger mission you seem to fulfill throughout the world, which is to be giving back to the community. I- I'm just wondering, as someone who's never hesitated to speak your mind, do you feel even more of a responsibility to speak out and do this work in light of sort of where the world is here in 2017? Well, I think that, you know, obviously um, everybody has what's important to them. And and what's important to me has always been uh, giving back. And that's something that um, I've learned at a young age um, through my parents and, and quite honestly, my dad. Um, He worked at the local recreational center in South Bend and um, just grew up with him as my my example of giving back to the community. And uh, that's something that, you know, as an adult, you know, something I, I still have a passion for is, is giving back and that's why I can relate to, to these young ladies um, I mean their, their resumes are quite impressive of the, the you know the 2017 Allstate WBTA Good Works team um, you know just people don't really understand how hard especially uh, when you're in that world uh, when you're playing basketball at that level and you have uh, so much to juggle but, you know between athletics and academics and the demands of those two especially um, you know at that level playing and uh, being in college and you know these these young ladies on this team um, you know just show their dedication and uh, show what it's like to be a a role model and and yes obviously um, in these times what's going on uh, unity um, is definitely a message um, you know that that needs to be sent and reiterated and that's that's the example these young ladies are showing. Well, I, I have so much respect for the way you empower women, and I've had many conversations about these, these young girls who just light up at the chance uh, to spend some time with you. So really, congratulations on that work. Um, it, let's talk also about your work work, which is to say the WNBA. And in terms of where the Dallas Wins are heading into this year, uh, the Wins having three of the top 11 picks just even generally, what are you hoping for most out of this draft when you think about, you know, what the roster could use? <laughs> well, I guess I, I got to put my GM hat on early this morning. <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, <laughs> well, you know, we have a lot of young talent on our team already. Um, and, you know, I think this draft class um, surprised a lot of people, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think at the beginning of the year, it was an underrated draft class, and now I think players are really starting to emerge as you see the talent is spreading. So many good teams, uh, you know, losing to other good teams, and so many contenders. And um, I think it's just going to set up for a great Final Four here in Dallas. But um, I, I don't really know um, what we're going to be doing. Um, obviously, free agency is just starting, and, and you see people are moving, and uh, moves that a lot of us didn't expect. So. You just never know. I know that, you know, Coach Fred and Greg Bibb and, you know, our ownership does a great job of figuring out what we need for this team. Um, you know, my job is to be a competitor and a professional. And, uh, you know, we're going to roll with whoever we got on that roster this year and um, try to make a playoff run. Now, just in terms of that communication, are you talking uh, to Greg and Fred? Do they reach out to you? I mean, you, yes, obviously you're, you're a player, but you're also, A, the most uh, important person on the team, and B, signed through 2019, so obviously a key part of the foundation. So is that a conversation you guys are having, even informally? 
have a very close relationship. And obviously, um, you know, I've been with Fred, you know, um, the longest. You know, Fred and I have been together for four years. Mm-hmm. And we work out every week together. Um, you know, we have a great relationship. So uh, I'm very close with, with Coach Fred Williams and uh, Bill Cameron, obviously, from back in Tulsa days, you know, very close with him. So I have a great relationship with my ownership and, uh, you know, my head coach, you know, trying to figure this thing out, you know, so many players moving and things, moving, moving pieces and, uh, you know, but like I said, for me, I'm just trying to control what I can control. I'm committed to this organization and um, I'm committed to, to winning. Well, and so to that end, and first of all, I, I hope I see you in the draft room because it would be smart to have you there. But the specifics of this off season, there's been more buzz, more more tumult than usual. Uh, in part with uh, people from your draft class, uh, you went and made the decision to sign a long term contract early. Uh, Brittany Griner obviously has been going year to year, and Elena made the decision uh, to move on. What part does the current CBA play in a decision like that for you and the fact that free agency is not really unrestricted in the sense that teams can uh, use the core designation four separate times and a player of your talent would obviously uh, be core designated? Do you, do you think that uh, is something that ought to change moving forward uh, for WNBA players? Um. I don't know if I want to really want to comment on that. I mean, I can only really speak personally. And for me, I just, obviously, uh, being in Dallas, this is just where I want to be, being in, in this organization. And um, in this town, you know, in this city, and after playing in the first year, I have no regrets in that in that, in that that decision. Sure. And uh, it just came down to the city and the, and the coaches and trusting in the, the division. Um, it's a process. Greatness is a process. I mean, you're playing against the best women night in and night out every every night. You know, there's no off night. There's no off teams. Like, anybody can be anybody. So it's going to be a, a battle all the way to the end, to the championship, and to even get the opportunity to get in the playoffs. So, um, you know, for me, I can only speak personally in that decision. You know, I wanted to be with this organization. I believe in the direction, and, you know, I, I, I just wanted to be here. I guess I just wonder if you think there should be more freedom generally for players to be able to, to make those choices. I made my comment. Okay, no, no problem. Well, let, let's talk about uh, 2016, and, and you and I have talked about this in the past, that uh, you know you were playing at an MVP level when you went down with the injury. Do you think that the level you had reached in that 2015, 2015 season right before the injury made it harder to be patient to get back out there and to let this process run its course uh, as you came back from the knee injury? Actually, no. I think it was the opposite. I think not having a game of basketball, I didn't. I didn't care. I just wanted to get back out there. Like, I, I just missed the game so much. I just wanted to to be back playing. And um, you know, just you, you find you find a new a new fire. You find a new passion. You find new inspiration when something like this happens that that you can't control. And um, for me, I just wanted to get back on the floor. Um, obviously, watch the film of the uh, you know quote, you know, glory days or whatever, you know, the days that I, you know, before I tore it and watching those games and things like that um, is it, motivation. And um, I knew coming back, I, I had I had a ways to go before I would be considered, I guess, the new normal or the 100% that everybody asks about. 
But, um, you know, I really had a great group around me that kind of kept me calm, if you will, um, you know, kept me steady and, and really helped me understand that, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, I guess the fortunate slash unfortunate thing was that a lot of my mentors and friends and people around me had gone through this injury and had stories and of um, inspirations and other hurdles that they have gotten over. And um, to be honest, a lot of the young ladies um, around the country, you know, high school, middle school, they were sending me messages and asking me, you know, what is rehab going to be like? Or I just tore my ACL. So, you know, I found myself kind of in that moment when I was really low to, you know, be strong. You know, other girls were still watching this process. So I had to, you know, make sure that um, I, I, I handed it, um, you know, um, in a way to, to, to where I could be telling these stories and inspiration to these young girls and inspiring them. So it really uh, worked the other way around. I, I was really uh, more patient with myself than I thought I would be, and, and that was just because of the people around me and, uh, honestly, the support of the fans and the young ladies that, that were going through it as well. You know, in talking to you and talking to a lot of people who've gone through this, the thing that strikes me is that recovery is not linear that there really are fits and starts in how it goes for you. I do wonder if you felt like you got to a point where you reached what would be considered, as you put it, the new normal, if you felt like your previous self, if there was a point during the season you felt that way, or or if you feel that way now. Well, during the season, the whole season, I I pretty much played uncomfortable. Um... But but I, you never know until you get out there, and some of that stuff you have to learn on the job. You know, it's just about um, getting back out there. It's not necessarily my knee didn't feel unstable or anything, but definitely rhythm and timing and things like that. Skill work, you know, you, you have to just get that stuff in, and it just comes with practice and, uh, you know, getting that, getting that muscle memory back and um, the movement, you know, I think laterally and, and cuts and jumps and, you know, changing directions and, um, I knew that stuff would come with time. Um, but for me, I was just happy to be back on the floor. Hmm. Um, but it's hard. It's hard. It's tough to play when you don't feel 100%, when you don't feel like yourself. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to going into this season um, 100% healthy and uh, being able to help my team from the jump uh, instead of missing, um, you know, seven regular season uh, games. Sure. And do you feel that way now? Are, are you at that point now? Am I at? Am do you, I at are, are you at that point where of a hundred percent? Do you do you feel that that at this point? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I still feel like I have. I can be better than what I was. Mm-hmm. Health wise, if you know what I mean. Sure. But do I feel like? Um, yeah. It, yeah. I just feel like I can be better than this. So I don't want to cap it and say, "Yeah, this is my hundred <laughs> percent." I want to see how my elevator can go. But do I feel like an athlete? Hell yeah, I feel like an athlete now. And um, that's something that I, I couldn't say maybe six months ago, is that I felt like an athlete. Hmm. But um, it's, I, I would say I'm starting to feel real familiar. Wow, uh, that's excellent to hear, and we're all very excited uh, to, to see you back out there and feeling great. Uh, in terms of the college game, uh, before I let you go, 
you, you follow it obviously very closely, and not just because uh, you get to talk to Fred every week about the three draft picks that are coming up. But I, for instance, right. I noticed you pointed out uh, Asia Durr of Louisville, who's someone who obviously impressed you and has impressed me as well. Who are some of the other players who you think are not getting the level of publicity they ought to as we move from, like you said, uh, an underrated draft into a draft that uh, is uh, seeming to be very significant and deep? Sure. Um, well, to me, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know about who's not getting enough for blues, but I'll say some players that have just excited me sure. uh, this year, obviously, Asia Jerry last night. Um, but but even before, even last year as a freshman, I thought that she was one of the best guards in, in the land. And uh, um, I just think her poise is so impressive. And, and I, I have to admit it, you know, the fact that she's a southpaw, um, <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, she just has that aggressive uh, mindset. She never stops attacking. And as well with Kelsey Plum, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, obviously her just being in the same, uh, you know, sentence as a, as a player like Jackie Styles and having the opportunity, who thought that would have happened? Uh, when Jackie Styles left, um, that anybody would be close to, to coming to get her record and, uh, you know, Brittany Griner and just players like that, um, Kelsey Plum, her ability to score and her leadership. and um, I just think that whole team uh, at Washington and what they're doing and uh, what Coach Neighbors has done with that team is amazing. Um, other other guards are players I like, Alexis Peterson. Yeah. Alexis Peterson, I was so glad we got to see her last year in the Final Four because I have followed Syracuse team, obviously, being from the Big East. Um, you know, I, I knew a lot about the Syracuse team and Brittany Sykes and her coming back from two ACLs, so I followed those two guards a lot. Um, other guards that I like, obviously, um, Lindsey Allen. I think that's somebody that um, I don't know if it's because she's more of a true point guard, passer, and, um, you know, not – she plays with so many – so many other great guards, you know, that, that she's just a natural uh, point guard that sets the offense up. So I think that's somebody that's definitely one of the most underrated guards in the country. At, um, at a fairly decent program that, that we've heard something about in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, you know, she, I mean, obviously last night, and shout out to her too, last night, um, becoming number two in assist. So she passed me, um, so to, you know, to many more dimes. And very gracious of you. Before I let you go, that that under the radar program that people haven't heard much about, Notre Dame, are they your pick to win the national championship? And if not, who do you have? <laughs> I've never bet against uh, Coach Muffet. You know, Coach Muffet McGraw. You know, just a Hall of Fame coach and what she's done. Um, I'm so excited about that team. Enrique Ogunbowale, mm-hmm. uh, Marina Mabry, Brian. Um, Bree, um, you know, Bree Turner, what she's done, um, Neo, just that staff is amazing. So I definitely expect to see them down here in Dallas compete for a national championship. I think they'll be down here um, with that team. Um, I can't think of their name. I think it's Connecticut. I think oh, yeah, I've heard of them here. as well. Yeah. Um, I'm for it too. So You're I would love to covers. see that rematch. But man, I, I can't call it. I can't call it too many good teams. Mississippi State. Um, you know, South Carolina, um, you know, Maryland. I'm just so excited for this year. So hopefully I'll get to meet some of those young ladies from the WBCL uh, Good Works team too. So I'm excited. I'm excited. It should be fun down here in Dallas in the spring, summer, and the fall. Sounds great. Well, Skyler Diggins, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you down in Dallas around Final Four time. Thank you. Have a great day.